0: Broadcasting live. This is KMA Talk Radio. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars.
1: I like to smoke them like the
0: witch church. Good morning to all our loyal listeners, libertarians, and lovers of the leaf. I am your host this fine Saturday morning of KMA episode number four thirteen, with my trusty sidekicks, the Italian scallion himself, Paul DeGracco, and AKA the Goat, Alex Tavella. What's up, gentlemen? Good morning. How hey? is your Saturday morning? No kayak today, Paul.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> listen, man. <laughs> I don't even know what to say because it wasn't my choice to go kayaking I'll just it was your choice to
0: go yeah, how is it not your choice to go
3: listen, it's my sister in law and her actually technically they're married already, which probably adds to a little bit of the craziness okay technically wait. they wait. are married already no, 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 no,
0: no. reverse
3: yeah
0: your sister in law's been married for how long <sighs>
3: They got married uh, technically but, but like a like a, a private ceremony three months ago.
0: When did she get married?
3: Three months ago. But there's a big wedding ceremony coming up at the end of April. Oh okay, it was me, COVID postponed.
0: Let me ask a Correct.
4: question. This the the bachelor party was for your brother or
3: it's my now brother in law. So my My now brother in law. My 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 wife's sister's husband.
4: Your wife's sister's husband.
3: And do you know the guy? Yeah, very well.
4: So you're friends with them.
3: They're going to well, yeah. doing,
4: I feel like, where you need to stand up and be a good friend and say, hey, bro, we're doing this wrong. This, this is, We're doing I this did. all wrong.
3: I did. I, mean, I at did.
4: Some, you know, you, yeah. just to recap, maybe we have some people who are listening this week who weren't listening last week. So last week, Paul was not among us, unfortunately. He had a bachelor slash bachelorette party to go to. Where the highlight of the party was uh, a kayaking trip
3: Well, it wasn't, it wasn't the highlight. it was so just this was a couple's party. Well, listen, we had planned to do the Bachelor Party in Vegas, and that's not going to happen these days. So we canceled everything. They had planned to do the Bachelorette party in New Orleans. So they canceled both of those, and then last minute, they said, "Hey, let's go to like the west coast of Florida and go to Siesta Key." And uh, and have What's a bachelor that? bachelorette.
0: Is mean, that safer?
3: Well, you know, it's not getting on airplanes. It's not people traveling from all over the place. It's people from Georgia and people from Florida. Right,
4: and there was only like twelve do. of us.
3: Right, I mean, there's plenty of debauchery going on in
4: Florida. That you, I mean, for a bachelor party, especially at, you don't. You're close to Tampa. I mean,
3: you don't have to tell me they in Siesta Key, COVID doesn't exist. <laughs> Just so everybody knows, they don't. I we walked past a bar that we were going to go to that had live music. When I tell you it was like going to a Manhattan bar with people shoulder to shoulder, like the place could not have fit any more people in it. We were like, all right, we'll just move past this one. <laughs> so that's the Florida they're talking about when you see on the news that Florida has no restrictions. It's over there, man. Not in Palm Beach County, but over there, it's uh, it's wild and crazy.
0: And but no, yeah. No one got on planes and flew to, to the West Coast, so.
3: Uh, actually somebody did end up getting on a plane from Atlanta and, and came. So it was kind of, I don't know. It was easier for me. It's a three hour drive for us instead of, I'm
0: I'm all for, you shouldn't have destination weddings and destination. parties. Anyway, I think that's just a burden you put, you impose on people. I agree. So this was a couple's thing. So you guys decided to do it together.
3: Well, we had separate rooms. We had uh, two guys' rooms and two girls' rooms. Both of them were uh, two-bedroom hotels. Uh, Yeah, so we were in the same complex, like, could walk to each other's rooms. And Friday night, we we just had dinner there. They wanted to barbecue, so they had to lug a cooler from Georgia with all the food in it, which I thought was insanity. They grilled up. We all had some drinks. The problem was that I don't really drink anymore. So we had quite a few drinks on Friday night. Listen, I was kid- wait, kidless, wifeless.
0: Wait wait, 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 reverse, reverse. Yeah. You don't drink any more since when? I just had the bar with ours with Adam. Well, okay. <laughs>
3: yeah,
0: yeah, but that I'm drinking stop.
3: Start. Well, I mean, I don't drink a lot. Like, I, I, you know, I'll drink like last night. I had two glasses of wine. I felt buzzed and I was done. You know, that's that's my extent of drinking oh, one or two so drinks.
0: You're not drinking just is another translation for you, just a lightweight.
3: Yeah, I'm a lightweight, sure.
0: Okay. That's a big difference.
3: But listen, we did we did quite a bit of drinking on Friday night, at least for me. I think I had four drinks and I was no, done. Not yes. four drinks. Listen, man, I don't drink you as animal. much anymore.
0: You animal.
3: <laughs> Maybe a couple shots too. And then think about this. You go to bed at like you know 1 o'clock in the morning, 2 o'clock in the morning, and then you have to wake up at 730 so that you can get to the kayak place, which is 45 minutes away in Sarasota. So that I can now have physical exercise, running, you know, moving a kayak, paddling a kayak through the mangroves. It sounded awful and it was raining, but it was actually ended up, ended up being fun. Would it be my choice for bachelor party festivities? Absolutely not. But what was I going to do? I, I I just brought it up. Whoa, what is that?
4: That's oh, your- that's your
3: little violin.
4: Nice. Carlos, thank you very much. That's for you. <laughs> you know, Paul, you find yourself at a lot of. Co ed events that like aren't supposed to be co ed. I agree. All the I time. Listen,
0: well, Paul, Paul has this. Paul is this. I don't know if it's, you call it millennial because I, I know it's not doesn't fall in the millennial generation. I think
3: technically I am. I looked it up. It was it was like, like, they millennials. Millennials.
0: We're like the end of
4: because I'm technically like the end of X, beginning of millennials. Like
0: all these traditions just are out the window. They've created this whole new way that life has to be taking daddy daycare and. <laughs> School well, going, to, going to school to learn how to change a diaper on a baby yeah. and going to women's showers. And well, I'll tell you what, um, baby shower today. Actually, my son and my girlfriend are up
4: in New Jersey. Today is uh, my girlfriend's baby shower, and uh, my son, like a well trained man at five years old, will not be attending the baby
0: shower because <laughs> <laughs> he is a guy, He's a man. So I don't where, know what to where, tell you. Where's Carmine going to be?
4: Carmine will be hanging out with Merce's dad, just kind of doing a thing. The in way it's
0: supposed to be done. Right. At and the then bar. Pick him up and,
4: yeah, at the bar, yeah. smoke a couple cigars or something. Yeah. Like.
3: <laughs> My grandpa used to take
0: me to the Yacht Club.
3: It was just a fancy name for a bar yeah, that he could rat. smoke cigars he at. It really isn't a rat, man. <laughs> <The>
0: yacht Club. <laughs> yacht Club. I don't think I've ever been in a yacht club.
3: Well, hold on a second. This Yacht Club was on the North Fork of Long Island. It was it was like a, a dive bar, it looked like, but it was technically part of the Yacht Club. Well, all right. Anyway, it was fun. We had a good time. It was last minute, so that's why I wasn't here last week. I don't want to talk about it anymore. I watched the show last week afterwards, and man, there's just too much talk about me. You, Abe, as much as you would love to get rid of me, you'd need me for the content. Like, wow. I mean, a good 45 minutes was about me. I gotta say
4: the production was phenomenal
3: though
0: last week.
3: <laughs> listen, take over anytime you want for the production.
0: It's not only was production on point, but Coop was great.
3: Yeah, he actually was. I, I sent him a text later that day and I said, You really, really did a great job. He was he's listen, Coop's a professional, man. That's all I can say. If we could afford him, he could be the producer.
0: Oh, if we could afford him, he'd be so gone.
3: Yeah, I I agree. <laughs> I would I would tell you to do that. Um, but, uh, I, well, listen, Quentin, I think Quentin Thor nation is the one going after my job next. So I don't know how that would work from a distance, but uh, I am I am willing to hand over the reins to anyone that thinks they know what it's like to work I, with age. I,
0: I put a bounty on Quentin at Ristafari, but I haven't, it must have not happened yet. Oh, I hope it's...
3: Well, it's just starting. It starts they- at 8 o'clock. Oh, yeah, there's a
0: bounty on him. We
3: may, is- we may have them calling in. I don't know. Quentin stopped uh, messaging me back, so we they're may get, like, a quick two-minute calling. They're,
0: like, at- they're like in the middle of nowhere, man. They got, Are like- we not leaking what the bounty is? I hope it's what I think it is. Well, oh, yeah, good. say what it is. I, think I don't want to give him a heads up. Okay, I'm not. I mean, I'm uh, hoping I- they literally put a bounty on him. For something to happen. So we'll- oh
4: God! I hope it's what I think it is. Please, God! If you know Quentin, you got to be thinking the same thing. Am I? Get, am I? Do I have a hint? Uh, you're scratching it. That's the hint. But uh, yeah,
3: ahead. okay. That's it's what
4: I thought. It's <laughs> it Better
3: than that. Uh, oh really? All right, even better. Wow. Well, All so right. anyway, that was my that was my deal. Um, I want to talk about briefly. We discussed in in our meeting how excited we are to have. Now over 2,000 members in Smoke In Social. Yeah, growing quick, man. It's awesome. And how long has it been? A just month and a half,
0: Yeah, Late January it started. Wow. I, th- I think very end of December, I think, we started it. But, I mean, just over two months.
3: What I like is when I post, it says founding member. I feel like, I don't know, classy about that. I was one of the first 10 people in there. Whatever, you know. <laughs>
0: Congratulations. It, It's been, honestly, it's been a great time being involved. I mean, in retrospect, I really don't know why we didn't do it years earlier. Um,
3: It just wasn't at the top of your radar, I guess, you know.
0: You know what? I didn't realize, because I belonged to a lot of groups, and it was actually fun belonging to groups, and I still am active in a lot of groups, but it's nice when you have a group that you have control of and you could set the tone, you know, because we really are very active, Alex and I and a couple of the other guys, and, you know, we try to because yeah, look, just like any family, you're always going to have meltdowns or dips <laughs> or whatever. And we try to keep it in check and keep the culture and the spirit good. And we're, we've are we been enjoying it. It's been really, really fun. And uh, I know Alex is enjoying it because he's probably gained about five pounds this week. Well, I noticed. Edible gifts. We love edible gifts. Well, How
3: did that start?
0: I don't know. It's somebody started it. You know, you want to be grateful and you want to. You want to post a thank you and then it just like kind of like inspires more stuff and you know honestly alex hates when i say this but you know it's so unnecessary i mean we we love what we do it's a privilege to service people and we have fun doing it and you know alex's comment he likes to keep telling me is you know nobody's sending this company packages you know nobody's sending you know cigars international packages i mean so you know it's true true." it tells me every time
3: I saw your aprons the other day, Yep, and, and you said that you spe- specified that they were for you and Brandy. But yeah, I was just a model. I was going to say, I was like, some people might argue that that's the, that's the deal. Wasn't it uh, I, in the Sokka live stream? Sokka was like, yeah, thanks, Ape. I want to talk to the real boss. Hey, goat.
0: <laughs> I was just a model. I was just this a model. Is this is Paul's weak-ass attempt to try to stir shit.
4: <laughs> Not at all. I am not a shit stirrer. No, no mutiny among the ranks. I'm, I was just a model that day.
0: Weak. No, literally, uh, Quentin put in the notes to do these for Abe and Brandy. Yeah. So, I, so I, pull, I pull the first one out. It says, the boss said, oh, this must be mine. Alex went, yep. <laughs> <laughs> like, yep, that one's yours. <laughs> I hadn't seen the other one yet.
3: Is that the case in your house? You know what?
0: Let me see if she's watching.
3: Yeah, right. I didn't see her
0: log in. I mean, for the most part, if you want to be happy, that's the, the that's the perception that must exist. So you know, however you want to interpret that.
4: Uh you know, I can I want to answer that for you because that's a good that's a good piece of advice and and life that that you gave me. Um, inside those four walls, yes. Yeah, that's what did. I'm saying. Yeah, at the yeah, in inside the those walls, yeah. Everything else falls under your plate. Right. So it's
3: a good. That's a good. But that's a good balance, though. Function that you always told me. Yeah. Well, Abe Ape said that when they bought a house, right? Abe, you said like, if you want this, if you want this house, you're in charge of everything that happens at the house, as as
0: far as whatever. It's not you're in charge. It's not like I told. It was like more of just a division of labor. I was like, listen, you handle all the needs and necessities that exist within these four walls. Which doesn't mean you have to do it, but at least you have to hire somebody to do it. You know, what I mean, it's just, and I'll take care of everything in the universe outside the four walls. Right, right.
3: And it's worked huh. for us. I should have worked that out. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the, the social group's been a great place. If you're watching the show or listening to it and you're not in it, go check it out. It's um, just Smoking Social. That's what it's called. It's, it's a body. very great environment. And we have a lot of fun. We uh, we we share stories and and some back some you know behind the scenes stuff we do here at the shop. Some of our goofy stuff. It's a great place. And you know what's funny is that that two thousand members, I've probably declined about six hundred to seven hundred. Yeah,
4: absolutely,
0: absolutely. Really? Yeah, because there's people trying to get in there. You could tell, like you know, they sell like weed and stuff, and they have no similar friends they belong to no other cigar group so oh, okay if if they weren't if they weren't invited by somebody within the group and um just watching their profile they have no cigar interest no it looks like they haven't been part of any of the cigar lifestyle or they are answer like the three questions like coherently like uh-huh. when we say like you know have you ever had one of our micro blends and if so which one and they say they say um yes <laughs> that's it you know they don't know what they're talking about yeah yeah we just reject them we want to try to keep the the group we're very cigar centric and smoking centric and uh you know so far we've kind of managed you know like everything else in life is the numbers get higher it gets harder but you know we just it seems to it seems to be holding its own
4: my my favorite are the bot requests it's it's that's what, what i was going to ask oh yeah it's a, a picture of a chick Hello, hello. Normally normally she has three names in her name. There's always it's all it's never just like two names. It's always like Ashley Marie Johnson or something. It's always three names. And yeah, the answers to the questions are hello, 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 hello. We get a few of those daily. And you're muted, Paul, which is actually okay.
3: I'm all right with that. I get a lot of friend requests from the Hey by the way, I
4: just saw in the comments uh our friend Big Time Tommy, friend of the show, is actually driving, making his way down to Florida now.
0: He has an event coming up at uh is that, is that tonight or no?
4: What's that no, tonight? that is, that is
0: uh Thursday, I believe.
3: Okay. Well Tom, hey Tommy, stop uh stop Facebooking and drive.
0: <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's probably not driving.
3: Hopefully not. You never know.
0: You never know. You never
3: know. We'll have him on when he's down here. We we talked to him briefly. He's got a big uh, event at Smoking Del Rey Beach, correct?
0: Yeah, Thursday. The Coming national, up with
3: Asylum. Yeah,
0: the because, national launch of his uh, new cigar with Asylum. From what I understand, though, it's a limited edition, so it's not a regular production run. Oh, okay. I could be wrong, but that's the, the gist of, I think, what I heard.
3: I feel like We talked to, to uh, Tom Lazuka about it. I don't remember what he said.
0: Yeah, I think it was a limited edition run.
3: Very cool. Well, that'll be cool. So we'll we'll get him on as well. Oh, he said he's stuck in South Carolina right now. So all right, well that's fine. So hang out and watch the show for a little while. Yeah, I'm yeah not the sure. traffic
0: I'm eases. I'm not sure what "stuck" means for Tommy. I see I see like three or four big like country law officers <laughs> 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 in a circle talking about him as he got pulled inside of the road.
3: His last name ends in a vowel. Keep him here.
0: Yeah. yeah. So
3: we'll see. Well, we have uh, a guest, interview. right? Yeah, yeah. I, it's really cool. Wow. Uh, so are we ready to bring her on?
0: Well, that's usually what that transitional sentence was for. I would all have caught right. that and run yeah, the video, but, you know. we guests, don't we? All right, here we go. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it and stick your head out and yell. It's time to meet your maker.
3: From a company that needs absolutely no introduction, ladies and gentlemen, for the first time on KMA Talk Radio, Cynthia Fuente Suarez. Cynthia, welcome to the show.
5: Hello there. Good morning, gentlemen. Hello. Hello, Hello. Abe.
0: Hi, Cynthia, you look fabulous.
5: This thank you. you. Good morning. Hello, Alex. Hello, Paul. Good morning. You know, your whole introduction, your whole show is such a production that I mean, it gets everybody geared up for a Saturday morning. It's so entertaining. And thank you very much for having me on this morning.
0: Oh, thank and you for coming. Very great,
5: David.
0: You know, somebody always somebody taught me really early on in my career if you are not big. Look big. Eventually, you'll get there. So we may not have a million-dollar production show, but we sure want to look like it.
5: Well, it's very professional, and I love all the music. It's just, like, entertaining, A to Z. Thank you. A thank to Z. you so yes. much. It's so good to see you, honestly. Ah, and, great.
0: great to see you, hon.
5: Yes. And we were on the William Cooper show the other night. I My saw My brother, that. Calito, and Jose, and and uh, he was, you know, we are talking about that great smoke. I have to tell you, Abe, it was phenomenal. Thank you. I know it was a couple of weeks back, but I just, I, I mean, I totally camped out from the beginning to the end. I enjoyed the whole entire show. It was like like such an incredible Saturday for me. I just wanted to just express to you at the beginning because it you really did, it, your heart and soul was into that and you made it happen, I have so much respect for you. And honestly, and when you uh, put it, you know, in memory of South Montana, my heart, A, because I know that he was like a mentor to you and so important to you, but I also cared for him so much. And I was able to spend a lot of time with him and his family, his children, Back in the day, yeah. when I used to work in, with the salesman for the week in the area, then the weekends I was spending at his home, so I got to know all his family and I loved him so much. so when you made the whole show a memory of him, to me, it touched my heart beyond means
0: Sal, Sal um Sal I think I don't think I know anybody who ever met Sal who just didn't fall in love with him Sal is just awesome. and it was just that perfect timing, you know and it because uh, it, it was it was 10 years in February.
5: I day. know, I know. And I seen that picture that I can't remember exactly who sent it to you. I, My heart, I, know. Uh, I love your office. You have all the coolest stuff in your office. You. But when you were holding up that picture, I was like, I want one. It captured everything about Sal. Perfect. I've been so fortunate to be able to meet all that older generation and to work with them. And it's like we're losing them one by one. And it's so hard.
0: That's the worst part about life. I know. When you get older, it's, it's, it's what happens, and it's terrible. I know. You know, I, mean, I know. I know Liana just you know lost her grandparent. Yes. You know, her condolences to her. It's just that's I just, know. life. But all we can it do is remember. And, yes, and, exactly. And, and, and that's, that's all we can do. Keep and remember, remember
5: all that. the great right times. Yep. But congratulations to the success of all of you. Cause I know that y'all worked so hard Thank you. and we appreciate it.
4: Well, not so much. And, ball, but, uh, not so
5: much no, but we appreciate it because everybody felt a part of that day, that Thank show. You. If you weren't there virtually, You felt, it was like the cohesiveness was incredible. And the packages, the people that bought the packages, I love to see people like uh, Matthew and uh, Nicole from Smoking Tobacco, they were unveiling the whole package, showing all the cigars they were getting for the day. So it was just, it was wonderful. And please, I mean, Alan and Petra playing together. My heart was just pounding. It was so beautiful, it was a fun
0: day. I was so happy for Alan because he had gotten he, so excited doing that. It yes, was
5: like, he did. It was like
0: something from his past just like woke up yeah. and.
5: Yeah, it and, was an honor for him because he got to practice with Petra. He told me, yeah, and really he said good. that it was beautiful. He loved it. No, it he loved great. it. I, we loved it.
0: There's no denying you watched the whole thing because I think for the next three days you literally posted pictures I of did. almost every segment of the <laughs> show. So, listen. <laughs> That's what it's about. If we could have reached me put meet a lot of people and touch a lot of people's lives that day, then we accomplished what we wanted. But while I have you, you on, because I do not want to forget oh. this, I need to you share did. I need to share this point. I don't know if I ever okay. told you this in all the years okay. we've known each other, but you were okay. the first cigar industry manufacturer I ever met. Really? Yep
5: okay when I'll I was just getting,
0: for that. when I was just getting in cigars in in Chicago um I literally was just like getting into really like the whole lifestyle and the scene and a friend of mine told me there was a there was a, a fuente event at some bar right off of i-95 in Chicago. I couldn't even tell you what the name of it was okay. of me. but at the event was Stephen Fisher and Joey Pantaloni um oh like- my gosh. You remember? I that have,
5: yes, I do remember. Yeah, wasn't it something to do with the Blues Brothers? I can't. James Brown what, was
0: there. I don't remember, but let me see if I could find it.
5: It was fantastic. You know what? I absolutely hundred percent remember that. It Those might, were great days.
0: It might it was not be so in,
5: much fun.
0: It might not be in this office, but I have, okay. a, I have a picture from that night that I took. You do with Joey Pants and and oh. Steve Fisher, and you were there that night.
5: Yes, 100%. you were literally like the first
0: cigar industry man, yeah. you know, manufacturer, yeah. celebrity, whatever you want to call it, that I ever met. You were giving out oh. short, you were giving out short stories in eight that night, and it, and it was like yeah, I have a short
5: story right here.
0: That was my. I first. I
5: remember that was fantastic. Those days were a completely different world, but I cherished them. Joey Pants, Joe Montana. Yeah. I mean, we were so close to all of them. We always would get together. That and Chicago was great. It was a blues. If I remember correctly, it was a blues brother
0: nightclub. It was a nightclub. Like, it was a nightclub. It was a, like a
5: club. Bar. Yes, yeah. it was fantastic. And I remember one of the nights James Brown was performing. It's like how who gets an opportunity to see that? So we're grateful for all the people we've met in this wonderful industry. You guys have, and so I'm glad we were the first for you.
0: You were. Yeah. It was my first cigar event ever. It was crazy. And then who would think, you know, 30, 25 years, 30 years later, you're on our radio show and we're, and we're and I'm, fucking yeah, cigars. It's again.
5: my pleasure and honor, I'll tell you. I'm so excited. I appreciate the invitation. I honestly do. But I know that when uh, you started, what have you, you might not have had the dream to be in the industry. And then Sal uh inspired you what have you but you've touched our industry in such a special way and we appreciate everything you do for all of us
0: yeah thank you thank you i actually met sal i didn't officially get in the industry until about 97 and i moved to florida in 98 i met sal in 95 i okay i went to the um orlando i went to the orlando trade show they had two separate halls so it was like, I the, remember. Yeah. It goes on one side and the other side, yep. to walk yes. side to side. And somebody introduced me to Sal. And I had never met Sal before we were having lunch. And, you know, I had ordered a, a meal, you know, I was trying to be healthy as many points in my life. I go through these health kicks and all he did was say, is that enough food for you? That doesn't look like it's <laughs> enough, food. <laughs> that doesn't look like enough food. I've never met this guy. And he started busting my balls like in five minutes, you know, and it was, it was great. Like one of my still-
5: fondest memories is one weekend that I spent in Long Island with them and their family, and uh, they we all went out like in a boat, and we spent the whole day and the boat, and then you know the pasta and Connie cooking, and it's uh, I'm so grateful for having all those memories. Connie,
0: you know most people yeah. don't know, but you know Connie suffered from Parkinson's.
5: I and, know it. Yeah, it, towards but, the uh, end.
0: Yeah, if you want a true testament of a man. Sal took care of her like
5: God.
0: I mean, everywhere. He
5: he took her everywhere Everywhere. in that wheelchair, and he did not care. Did not care. She shared everything with him. He took her to all the conventions. What a beautiful testimony of love. Everywhere. They had a wonderful family. I still keep in touch with their kids periodically, but after today, I'm going to reach back out.
0: Bonnie lives here. I know why she lives here. So Her husband actually sells us products for the shop. Okay, okay. see Bonnie and Richie often. Um, Robert, uh, I think he's got... uh, um,
5: Robert, oh my gosh, I haven't seen him in a while. Robert and Jimmy. Robert and Jimmy.
0: Jimmy comes down, and I think Robert now has got a condo down here, so they come down occasionally. They'll they'll always stop by and say hi. You know, great Well, When
5: I'm able to... well, when I'm able to visit again, I would love for us to have a little reunion. Yeah,
0: we'll get them all. That together. That would be
5: phenomenal. Let's do that.
0: I'll make it happen. We'll get. Oh all,
5: gosh! Well, thank you, Abe.
0: So, um, to get off memory lane a little bit, I'm sure <laughs> our, you know listeners want to. I
5: jump think on. as we get older, we jump on memory lane quite a bit.
0: Isn't that the truth? It, it is. Yes,
5: it I'm is. noticing that.
0: You know, it's really funny because when you're young, all you could do is look forward right, right, I can't wait to like turn sixteen and drive. I can't wait to like turn 21 right you're up.
5: looking forward to tomorrow's
0: yeah, and as you get older, all you do now is kind of look backward you know Backwards. God, you, I, you know
5: I didn't think about it like that, but you're right
0: yeah do you remember when or do you remember this and yeah, we kind of you know looking forward doesn't look so exciting anymore so <laughs>
5: my father used to say that my father used to say that. You know, you're always waiting, like you say, to get your first car. Oh, when I get married. Oh, when I have my kids. And like always fighting, fighting to work. And then when you're older, you're reminiscing and all the wonderful memories that you had in your life.
0: It's the truth. You know, there you sp- go. speaking of your father, you know, obviously a, a legacy man in our industry. You know, Thank you. I Thank really you. want to touch base on what it was like oh. being a female in a family? Because I, I know you talk about it, and you, you say you never felt like it, but there had to be some dynamics in growing up in this industry. Um, and what and what was it like being the female? I mean, were there were there hurdles? Or, I mean, maybe not within your family, but I have to believe there was some outside the family growing
3: within up. Within the industry.
0: Within the industry. And then d- did you feel at a young age that this is where you were going to go, or did you have different plans? Uh, it was
5: the most natural thing I've ever done in my life. Wow. Uh, I I just, um, being born in this industry, I mean, like my mother worked at Cuesta Ray, I always say, uh, laying wrapper on a machine until she was nine months pregnant of me. So being brought up in the industry for me, Abe, honestly, and Paul and Alex, it was the most natural thing I've ever done. But my father was very um, adamant, you know, he was, he supported education and it was very important for him for me to be able to continue my education and go to college and so forth and work in a few other places. Cause he always used to say, you always have to do what's in your heart. And I would like for you to work other places and then the business is always gonna be here. So I did that. Like I always worked since I was very young. So I did other things. I, I worked in a men's clothing store for quite a few years. It was it was very popular in the days for somehow it was always surrounded by mail mostly it just happened that way and i remember i worked in yeah. a hospital in ybor city and i did different things but somehow without even me subcon i mean
0: subconsciously
5: i knew that i always wanted to be part of of the business
0: so and there was never and, and, a point where you thought you might do something else
5: no no i actually i really actually didn't you know i studied business and psychology and um and I enjoy doing other things, and you know, like babysitting and all these kind of fun stuff. But nevertheless, I wanted to work. I wanted to be by my father. I wanted to work by my father. I wanted to work by my brother. And I, I uh, also, when I was growing up, I witnessed all my family working together. All like my father's employees. He used to always say <laughs> it was always family, and then you know, friends but it was always people he knew. So I was used to that as growing up. So now, you know, I look back and I'm like, oh, I think I I probably could have been a veterinarian cause I love animals so much, or maybe own, you know, like a, a nursing facility because I love old people. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like now there's so many different things that, that I just enjoy in life, but bu- the cigar business is absolutely 100% in, in, in my blood. But I know during the like my travels, because I traveled throughout the United States when I was in my 20s after college and worked with all the different brokers and the salesmen, and I was the only lady uh, in my generation that was out in the marketplace. And even though I was always treated beautifully and I worked with the salesmen and the brokers, I'm sure that there was times that it might have been like a little difficult, but I never seen it like that. I never looked at it through the angle of that that way
3: for me it well, was just very natural well it's yeah. funny because I, I've read a lot of interviews with you Cynthia and, and of course uh, we've had Carlito both. on the show before uh-huh. and and look up to you both very much and you I, I think in Thank one you. of the interviews I read with you you were you were almost kind of like what do you mean what what would be the challenges of being a woman in this industry because you spoke about with your grandfather w- when he started the business and I think it was 1912 that yes. your grandmother worked alongside him all the time, correct? Absolutely. So, so a woman working in the company was just normal. They're part Very of the family. Natural. We're all working together.
5: Very natural. My mother worked a lot alongside my father. They got married 17 and 18. And he was she was his first secretary. When he moved to the Dominican in 1980, she moved. She gave up. Finally, she had her dream house in Tampa. And my father says, we need to put this house up for collateral. I mean, I need you to come with me. It might be four or five years, but you know what? She left everything and she went with them. So I, I witnessed that. And I, I believe that what you see when you grow up, it's, it, it reaches your heart. And my, my mother's mother worked in the business. My uncles, my, I mean, there was, there was always family around me, but women were, always, always at our factory. They're always a very important part. I remember when my mother and father started the business in Santiago, in 1980, that after work on Fridays, my mother would help all the employees there to learn, to be able to sign their name. Because oh, wow. at that time they collected the money uh, cash, but you had to sign your name and many of them couldn't read or write. Oh, wow. So my mother and father were together, married 65 years. But it's just like in the marketplace, you know, we had Diana gets before me and her generation that I think she was such a dynamic woman. And I looked up to her and just admired her. And I said, wow, I hope someday that I could be, you know, like, Something like what she did, because that woman didn't worry about anything. She didn't care if it was a man or woman. She was she was gonna do what she wanted to do with this industry, she was gonna make a difference because she loved the industry. For she our, loved it. Remember our, Diana Getz?
0: I was gonna say for our, for our in, uh, fans listening who don't know who Diana Getz is, Diana Getz had a very famous. And it's still there. Um, it's a, a, a cigar shop in downtown Chicago um, called Up Down Tobacco. Absolutely. And, and she was, as far as I can remember, because I grew up going in, into her shop. In fact, I think I bought my first premium cigar in her shop because she was yeah. she was literally like a block down from Second City.
5: Fabulous place.
0: Which if you don't know oh. what Second City is, and Paul knows because he's the theatrical Broadway guy. But, um, okay. so, of course.
5: Second oh, City is a very good.
0: Improv- improvisational club that a lot of the people went on to go on to be on Saturday Night Live. Um, out of there. So I used to go there and catch a lot of shows, and I'd walk to Diana's shop, get a cigar because I got there early and I have a cigar. And there was a great fam-
5: memories.
0: There's a famous pub next door called O'Brien's.
5: Yes, uh, yes,
0: was, yes. Always very cigar friendly. So this was a domineering woman very early in our industry. I mean, I'm talking, I'm going exactly. back 30 plus years ago, yes. and very intimidating even to me. Like I used yes. to go into her shop and. Yes. I would, later, You know, years later, I got in the cigar business, and, like, I kind of cowered to say hi to her. She, You know, she had these dark, like, Italian popular <laughs> sunglasses that Joe's wore. And, That's
2: so true. and
0: then it was even harder because by the time I kind of started going to the trade show and getting to know people, she was, like, the first – this woman was the first person that ever – I don't even think anybody's ever done it, but she used to do the trade show on a Segway.
5: Yes, exactly. She,
0: she'd segue the whole trade show floor. So,
5: 100%.
0: Yeah, you'd see her zip yeah. high, you know? And, um, yes. yeah, she was a woman ahead of her time. And if I recall correctly, um, she's one of the very few, if only, people that your family made a house brand cigar for. She had her we own did. cigar we called Silvius. Yes. Storius. And it, it was actually uh reviewed an aficionado it used to get very high scores of mm-hmm. black people i don't know if that cigar is still being made or not i haven't seen it in over a decade but i knew that that was her house brand that she sold and um it, it was recognized nationally and it was made by your family
5: yes it was you also, know we became, became very close
0: to the picture of a sylvia cigar I think it was called Diana Silvius.
5: It was Diana because, Silvius.
0: Because for years, that's what I thought her name was. Diana Silvius.
5: Well, I that was her cigar. maiden name.
0: That's what she went her with. Name's right, right. Diana Gitz. Like, Who's Diana Gitz? Right. I realized yeah. it was her. But, she but
5: remember, she people. used to smoke a cigar. I mean, like probably back in that day. Yeah. I mean, like a 55 ring gauge or something like this with the dark glasses. And she had long hair down to her waist, but she put it up all the time. Yep. And we became very close to her because in those days, uh, we didn't you didn't really do a lot of events. But my brother Kalito, myself, I mean my father, we all did a lot of events with them. Yep. Yeah. And she so like I would always look up to her and admire her so much. I mean, this is before your time, okay, Alex and Paul. <laughs> yeah. <literally. laughs> yes. But nevertheless, it's nice to know that that women really made an impact all the way back. You know, so many decades, and then so I guess in my generation, I was the one. There's other women that have been involved in the marketing aspect as well, but but I I was I was there to stay. The other ones didn't, you know, continue what have you. I I I can't imagine being in any other industry or a better industry than ours. That's
0: that's for men or women. Some guys don't make it. They don't continue. They move on. other things, I mean, I mean, yeah. that's the way it is. Um, well,
5: I remember Frankie Nessa's wa- a daughter was very involved, Carol, and uh, you know, but then after when they sold or what have you, and he passed, but there, I mean, she was involved for many years, so I mean, the, the, the journey daughter. has been wonderful,
0: but Manuel, Manuel Casada's ma- daughters were very involved for a while. I think yeah. one was no longer, oh
5: involved. no, they are, but they're younger, I mean, they're like the younger generation, you are newer,
0: newer generation. Um,
5: Yeah, they're the newer generation, and there's a lot, which is wonderful, because in this new generation, we have a lot of ladies now, you know. Look at Diana, that's fantastic. Guys, look at this. Oh, Abe, that is
0: wonderful. That's the cigar right there.
5: Gosh. Yes.
0: Look at that quote, I wanted cigar perfection. That's so (laughs) Diana.
1: Isn't and look, is not it there's a, picture, there's a picture
0: of Carlito and her in the corner. Yeah,
1: that's Carlito, right? That's
0: Carlito yeah. and Diana in the corner.
5: Yes, because that was a picture of one of the events that we did that was at her store. Yeah. Oh, God bless her, man. May she rest in peace. Yeah, she was good. I, I she, kept she in her. She touch looks like a tough her. lady.
0: Oh, oh Sal, Sal used to love her. Sal used to love her.
5: Oh, Sal loved her. You know what? I kept in touch with her to the end, and when I was in Chicago on my last trip, I went to visit her, but she wasn't feeling well. She was ill. She was upstairs, but she called me on the phone and we talked,
1: yeah. but
5: she always maintained. She, she loved me. In fact, um, she, she, there was um for at the IPCPR, there was um, a woman's award and each year, a different woman. It was a, a woman of the year or something. And so each woman, would name somebody for the following year, and she named me uh, that year, and I have a beautiful, um, a beautiful crystal trophy that she, yeah, she she wanted me to have that. I thought that was beautiful. I was honored. I was honored.
0: This is what I love because you know we forget in our age because we think that everybody's in our timeline, right? But yeah,
5: right, right, right. There, there will
0: be now thousands of fans and listeners who for the first time ever has heard these stories and if for the first time ever now know who Diana gets was and, and see a line that they probably never heard of. And I, I think that's great about some mm-hmm. of these episodes because I'm a firm believer in history. You should never forget the history yeah. um, of what got us here. And, you know, and um, you know, people need to tell the story because if you don't yes. tell the story, it gets forgotten.
5: I agree. I agree. No, I agree hundred percent. So I'm glad that you brought that up. That's wonderful.
0: Now, as a as a father of three daughters. Uh, now and, and you saw my Lucky one daughter. Lucky thing. Yeah, you saw my one God, daughter. God, yes, I, yes. I just want to know I've how, seen your children. How, how protective was your father or your brother mm. while you were growing up in this industry? Because yeah. I ain't gonna lie, I, I'd be uber right. protective, right? I mean, yes I, I I was when I saw how my daughter looked at the great smoke and walked out, I was like, who is that? Wow, <laughs> she was
5: so grown up.
0: Oh my God, I, I was like terrified. So yeah. I mean, were they were they extra protective of you? Were there stories mm-hmm. of them being protective of you?
5: You know, my father was my father was very protective, and my mother as well. But I was very fortunate that my father, as conservative as he was, he was very open. So he allowed me to do whatever was very appropriate at my age at that time. So I was very adventurous and I was always inventing one way or another to be able like, when I was 13 years old, he allowed me to go in a summer to Europe for Sacred Heart Academy. And there was like a thousand kids and we studied in Europe. And so I was always like inventing things and he would allow me to do what was appropriate for my age. And I really appreciate that because I was able to travel a lot and be involved. Like we had a thing, a Latin fiesta here in Tampa. And that allowed us to go to uh, all through um, like Hong Kong and through all that area of the Philippines. So, um, but he was protective and strict. I remember getting punished a lot because I was always up to something. But nevertheless, he was open and he wanted me to experience things that I should within that time. And then when we were surrounded by, if I was surrounded by men or what have you in the industry, everybody always had the highest respect. For one, that I'm a lady. And secondly, that I was Carlos's daughter. And then I earned my respect. So, um, I say that yes, he was, but he wasn't, um, you know, like lock me up in a room kind of thing. That's he allowed important. me to do
0: a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, yeah, yes. I, I, I struggle with that with my daughters. Yeah, yes. I, I want to protect them, but I don't want to suffocate them. And it's just trying to find the right balance. I want
5: them to experience yeah. things that are appropriate for that time, I the, feel.
0: The argument so, is, is when they think something's appropriate when I think something's appropriate. Yeah, right. No, I can I understand that.
5: No, that. no, I get it. I get no, it. And then right. I'm I'm sure that you all experienced that with your children. But like my, my father and mother uh, also helped raise my niece, my younger brother's daughter. And so he was older and she grew up with them very, very close. So he became much more like uh, protective, I guess, because he was older and he seen things differently. When he was younger and raising, uh, you know, us three, He was so busy, too, working. Like you say, your beautiful wife, you know, she takes care of the house. And you're out there taking care of everything else. So my mother did a beautiful job raising us and taking care of our house. But when I always remember Abe and Paul and Alex, like I knew when things were really good with the business because my mother was home with us. And I knew I could feel it like when my father was stressing and things were questionable because my mother was working with them at the factory. I could always tell. She would sell us, she would send us to her military aunt that would take care of us. And I'm like, oh my God, we're going back to the Garaziel's house. But she was wonderful, but she was so strict. But so I could because I know like in June and in December, like when my father had to pay bonuses and he didn't have the money to be able to pay, he was, you know, it was stressful. So, like, as a child, I I could feel it, you know, I I, I could feel it. So, I mean, it's just so it's. Our kids, I'm very our, fortunate that I was able to, be able to be part of this beautiful family kids, that
0: kids I. Are, kids are intuitive like that. Our kids do that all the time. Even yeah. no matter how we try to hide it, they'll always be like, "What's wrong, Dad? Something wrong? You and Mom okay? Yeah. You know, yeah, but I mean?
5: you can feel it. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. you can feel it. If and of course. He's always, you know, everything's good, everything's good, but she knew. But I could tell because if my mother was was home with us, then okay, we're good. But then when she had to go back to work and help them, all right. But we always got through. That's what's important. And a family that sticks together is, is beautiful. And you have a beautiful family. Thank you. You have a beautiful family. I'm fortunate to be friends with you on Facebook, so I get to see them.
0: Thank you. I mean, look, yeah. it's, it's, you know, some people talk about it. Like when I say my wife takes care of the house and what's going on with the kids, That's not a a, a derogatory or. No,
2: that's a compliment.
0: Yeah, that's the most noblest of jobs. She's grooming our four souls for the world. You know, absolutely. And 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 thank God she's doing it. (laughs) (laughs) Listen to me. I say this all the time. My wife is my balance because I'm always sometimes a little too much. So it's good to have somebody who kind of checks me and brings me back into reality. Because, like, when the girls ask me stuff, my instinct is no.
5: Right. Right, right, right away. Uh, so you need, you need that balance. You need that balance.
0: Can I go to the mall? No. And, you know, so she's yeah. got to pull me down. I says, look, she's 13. She's got to go to right, the mall. With her friends, right, you know? right, We'll right. give her a phone. We'll pick her up. I mean, so she brings me.
3: She is absolutely one of the best people to ask for advice, too. And, and honestly. in oh, because. Good. Brandy has, Brandy has helped my family quite a bit as, as two uh, adults that had two children within two years of each other. And uh, wow. she's, she's really helped us with, you know, looking for a house, like where we mm-hmm. should look, how the school system works in Florida. We know nothing about it's how wonderful. schools work here. Right. It's way different right. than New York. Yeah. So we, she's, she's been and, – and also, like, certain things that Abe you know, I'll ask Abe about something with my son. He'll be like, no, that's ridiculous. You're too old for that. <laughs> and Brandy will be like, well, hold on a second. Yeah, Here's the thing. that's do it, with this? do it like she's she's definitely a voice yeah. of reason in that house. Well, no, right? when, it comes to, when it comes, you to
5: need the boys, that. every family needs that.
0: Listen. So when it comes to the boys, my way is the right way.
4: <laughs> yeah, but listen, I, I, same thing. You know, I go to Brandy for for you know kid stuff, and I mean honestly, I truly believe that if I allowed her, she would steal carmine and not give them back to me. <laughs> <laughs> totally,
5: and she loves children.
4: Yeah. I
5: would probably steal carmine too.
0: She does. <laughs>
5: You know, I love I, my niece and nephews, I love them so much. I love children. So and do- and animals, like people that I don't even that I well, for I foster dogs or my if my daughter has a dog and she's going away from the weekend, bring them to me. I don't
3: mind. Oh, good to know.
5: Yeah, exactly. I love it. I don't <laughs> mind. That's I have a foster
3: thing. fail right here. She's she <laughs> has to sleep right next to me.
5: My daughter's dog is somewhere on the couch. But like I, I love it. If my daughter has to, my other daughter has to go someplace, I said, Bring me Oliver. I love it. Which no, is my, nice.
0: My wife's a sucker for little kids, like immediately sucker. And and I don't It's know in
5: your I, heart if you feel like
0: Alex remembers this but one time he kind of really upset my wife and it really kinda of wasn't his fault. It was somebody else who played a practical joke, but you know, he was involved in it and she kinda of got mad at him. And I, I literally I, I think if it wasn't for Carmine, like she wouldn't want him over at the house like for months. <laughs> but Carmine's involved, so she couldn't hold a grudge. So, yeah, she's a sucker for little kids. But that—that's look. I mean, that's for some people. If you have children, you get it, and that's what your life's about. And you know, I don't care what I do or what I create or what I build in my life. For but me, it's for your children. Well, not even that. But those four souls are my yes. purpose. I, yep. I need to create four souls that yes. will be productive to humanity. That'll create positively and be a benefit to the universe and not a leech brain on the universe. That's my job. If yeah. I if I do that, everything else is secondary. Because yeah. if you don't go into child rearing with that mentality, you shouldn't have kids. That's that's I
5: agree. I believe. I agree.
0: You are yeah. charged with creating a soul and developing a soul for the universe. You know, that's gonna be a product I, of the world we live in. So that is a
5: hundred percent
3: so true. It's funny.
5: I was very fortunate I'm. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, that I was very fortunate because I, you know, I had three children, and I was a very involved mother. for For me, children that have the opportunity that their their mm-hmm. mother can stay home and raise them, it's a gift. It is a gift. But I had three children, and my father was uh, very supportive of that as well. That I worked, I've always worked. I mean, till I was three of nine months pregnant of each one of them. I remember living in the Dominican Republic, but I would have my children here. And I get on the plane, I'd have to have a letter just in case I had the baby on the plane. Wow. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> but the thing is that my father was always very supportive. If I wanted to go volunteer at the school or whatever it was, he was like, go and do it. So I was able to balance everything because I've always worked. And I was extremely involved with them. So that's another thing. My father was a very understanding man. Very, very understanding and very balanced. So, um, you know, my brother Carlos is like, we can't do both, you know. But yes, you can. If you really put your mind to it and your heart to it, you can.
0: So. No, you you definitely can. I mean, look, my wife was, um, she was emancipated at 15. So she worked her whole life. When I met her, she was working three
5: okay. jobs.
0: So it was a, a major life change to say, okay, you don't want me to work anymore? Yeah, you know? right, just, right. It. And it wasn't, you know, it wasn't mentally easy. She's working. Yeah, yeah, but it wasn't mentally easy. No, for her, right, you know? right. Because when it,
5: you're used to working out in the workplace, yeah.
0: Yeah, and then, and then it gets to a point where, you know, there's a sense of pride and you start seeing your kids, and then she really, you know, was honored and loved doing that. And then you get to the point now where the kids go to school and my wife wanted to get out and do something. And, you know, we were thinking and just recently, like about a year ago, my wife started doing, she loved photography. So she took a photography class. She took a photo Beautiful. And now my wife does all the product photography for us here.
5: That is fantastic.
0: She comes and sets up a studio and all the Cigar shots things. or ashtray shots or anything you see on our website or our marketing advertising. That is
5: fantastic. My wife
0: took those pictures and she's gotten very You'll good. You'll see,
5: since the kids are a little bit older, then she can get yeah. back and, and yeah. help you out. That's wonderful. You know, That's what we're going thing, through here. You're doing that as well?
3: Yeah, my wife, she's she's always worked her whole life. Same thing as Brandy. She's a very independent yeah. woman. And yeah. fortunately, you know, we're very fortunate that she doesn't have to work. Right. right now yeah, very. But she, but she very much wants to
5: right
3: so she she runs a small business where you know once or twice a week she gets out she runs a mobile spray tan business but you know she okay. she wants wow. to
5: have those challenges of really spray tan?
0: yeah yeah that
5: must be popular Can you
0: believe that cynthia in florida, wait, florida wait,
5: i need to get her not because i need to get out and get some color usually you know come april i spend a lot of time on the weekends outside because fortunately i live on the water and absolutely love it but I, I i i'm looking at myself i'm like i look white i need to get some color <laughs> so maybe she could come around my house
2: listen we're in tampa quite so a bit she yeah she does that
5: involved, which is beautiful
3: but she loves the challenges of a workplace you know was she's, she's a career sommelier and and server so she she misses that that aspect of you know in educating people on the wine and why they should pick this wine and why this wine is actually worth more. That's why you spend a little bit more on this wine. And if you like this, you'll like that. Like she loves- I will get along very well. Yeah.
5: (laughs) As I enjoy my wines,
3: yeah. Yeah, she loves that. She loves that challenge. So I, it's, and it's a hard, it's a hard balance. And I've been very fortunate to work for somebody here in Florida on my, for my day job that was very understanding. But Abe, you were saying like, I remember when, before I had children and I would manage people, I, I feel very guilty now that I gave people a hard time when they would have to miss days for, for things like sports events and yeah. things like that. And it was really kind of toting the company line in all honesty, where at one of the places I worked, but now I look back and I'm like, geez, if I worked for a place like that now, I would I just wouldn't work there. You know, I, I own a right. business myself yeah. and I run and I, and I work a day job. So, and, and both are just kind of like arranged so that my family can exist and I can be here with them so I that and still important. make a living
5: just like you said that you had something with your children or Alan told me last night because we were going to try to connect, but mm-hmm. I, I think it's very, very important. I mean my father worked his life for his family, for the world, trying to build the best you know uh, cigar imaginable for the consumer, but nevertheless, he would take his time out you know on friday nights he would make sure to take us to to you know steak and shake or whatever it was at the drive-in theater but he great. always found his time for his family and i think it's all about balance and it's important because your your children are going to remember that you were there watching them play baseball whatever yeah. it is so it's not all about work you got to try well a, a famous story is my father was like around the clock, working, working, working. He used to sleep on the on the uh, machines. And then he had a shower there, get up in the morning and keep on going. And my mother's like, okay guys, she told Ricky Calito and I go get a little suitcase. You know, in those days you have the old fashioned suitcases and just pack for a few days. We're going to be with your father. So we all show up there and my father says, Anna, what are you doing? She says, Calito, if you're not coming home, we're coming to the factory to stay with you. Oh. Okay, everybody find a corner. He used to have like a couch, find a corner and we stayed there. And he's like, okay, and I'm going to go home. But it's like, you That's, know, they wanted to be together. Yeah. And, but he was he was trying to find that balance and somehow he did it.
0: No, it's, it's, Those are the best memories too. And I've always preached balance. Anything. It's just about balance. The right balance mm-hmm. of life. Things... Things operate and move easier, and life moves easier when things are in balance. It's always when things are out of balance, just like walking. It's hard to walk.
5: You can feel it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, so anyways, all our listeners okay. out there, don't go anywhere. We're going to take a short break. Okay. After the break, we're going to talk to Cynthia more with Cynthia Fuente Suarez, and we're going to find out as the record spins this week with her and what her special question is going to be right after this. Keep it lit.
1: Okay. Surgeon General Warning. Cigar smoking can cause cancers of the mouth and throat even if you do not inhale. Celebrating 85 years of success, the Monte Cristo 1935 anniversary is a tribute to the outstanding accomplishments Monte Cristo has achieved since the brand's inception. This cigar comes from the creative minds of Rafael Aldal, AJ Fernandez, and the Grupa de Maestros. It is a full body Nicaraguan Puro that pays homage to the original tobaccos used in the very first Monte Cristo cigar. Flavor notes you'll detect while smoking are pepper, cedar, and chocolate, all of which pair perfectly with a cappuccino. No matter what four sizes you pick, this classic smoke will send you on a trip down memory lane and all the way back to 1935. Surgeon General Warning Cigar smoking can cause cancers of the mouth and throat, even if you do not inhale.
3: Yeah, I like this one too. It goes, Oh, hello there. Sorry, I was uh, classing it up during the break here on KMA Talk Radio because, uh, well, we like the finer things in life. A great cigar a nice cigar holder, just to be a little classy. And of course, a great glass of wine. And uh, we have some friends that have some of the best wine that we have had before. Bonner Private Wines is uh, is a partner at KMA Talk Radio, but they're kind of more than a partner, right? They, they make something that gives people an experience, much like a fine cigar. And uh, one of my favorites of theirs is Sunal. It comes from the third highest altitude vineyard in the world in Argentina. It's really hard to get it, getting up there, getting trucks out of there with the wine. But Bonner Private Wines has perfected it. And of course, because we love you as well and we want to share the finer things in life with you, you can get a discount by going to kmawines.com. Now, Bonner Private Wines has packages with uh, three bottle packages. It includes this wine, Sunal, which is from that vineyard. 8,950 feet up in the air. The wine is unbelievable, and there's no extra additives or chemicals in it. The taste you get pairs perfectly, and just the aroma. You know, you, you know a great wine when you can smell it. And obviously, I mean, as you can see, I am the epitome of class here today at KMA Talk Radio. So check it out. Uh, You'll get a discount. You'll also get a discount on your shipping. So two discounts just for being a KMA Talk Radio listener. That's Bonner Private Wines. Go to KMAwines.com to check it out. I guess I should probably probably stop drinking at 11 o'clock in the morning because we have a great guest here with us. I'm going to send it right back to you, Abe, while uh, me and the dog class it up
0: a bit with the rest of that wine. (laughs) That was... (sighs) That's got to be a Walt Disney, that's got to be a Disney outfit hat that Paul was wearing. I don't know if that was recorded or he did that live, but either way, it was scary.
3: We oh. <laughs> did it live. <laughs> oh, I think you were going to pre-record them. I, I was, but I didn't get the props that I wanted until last night very late. So it didn't, uh, they didn't come in in time. Is
0: is that your Disney
3: outfit? That
5: was great. That's no, like a, like this a is Willy
3: Wonka-ish. You it's exactly are what awesome. it is. Willy it's Wonka. a it's a Willy Wonka hat. Believe it or not, I had the hat already. Of
5: course you did. <laughs> Let me tell you, that was fantastic. Okay, is- so I enjoy wine, so I'm gonna definitely look into that. Actually- I've seen it on a few different other segments, so
0: it's actually good wine. They sent us a couple of cases. It's actually pretty good. It's really good wine. And I love wine.
5: that it doesn't have any of the, like you say, it's organic and so forth. So it doesn't, uh, it helps with not getting headaches and so forth.
3: Yeah, there's. they don't add anywhere near as many sulfites as they do in America to, to foreign wine. That's very important. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think well, really- that
5: was good. Thank you for the entertainment. I love it. <laughs> I hope you finish that glass of wine. You don't waste it.
0: Oh, I will. Don't worry. I mm-hmm. think William Cooper has it best. He goes, I was waiting for Don't Come Around Here No More video to start. <laughs> it was very Tom Petty esque. Yes, a little bit. So, Paul, are you, uh, Cynthia, we have a very special segment that's sponsored by Avo Cigars. It's called okay. As the Record Spins. So, why don't we play that intro? Oh, I got it right here. All right, Cynthia. So this call. I love that. Thank
5: and you. I remember Avo.
0: Another legend. Is, like,
5: oh my gosh. Yes. Another? He did an event one time in Davidoff, Tampa. And so they had a whole back screen and we were able to take photos with them. And I value that photo that I have of all of us.
0: Yeah. One of one of the fondest memories I have was um, we did a thing we called A Night Under the Stars with Avo and And we actually bought in a. Baby grand piano and a, four,
5: oh, and, a four, and a
0: four piece of accompaniment, and he did a whole concert for our patrons, like in a courtyard. It was beautiful. It was a great night. It was a great night.
5: Mm-hmm. Uh, you I can believe, definitely play that piano.
0: Oh yeah, I believe I posted some pictures from that night oh. in our smoking social club because I post some a lot of historic pictures from our 25 years of being in this business. But I have a question for you, Cynthia. Okay. So this, this question is from Eddie Guerra. Um, This is our AVO segment, uh, as the record spins. So here's the question. If you had to, so if you had to trade places with anybody alive or in history, who would it be and why?
5: God almighty.
0: Yeah, they're never easy questions. And we had to say had to because a lot of people say, well, I wouldn't trade places with anybody. I like my life. But if you had to. If you had to trade places with somebody, it could be somebody alive or somebody from history. Who would it be, and why?
5: Mm, that's a good one. Well, I would. I'm more than likely. I mean, I would pick my father, Carlos Fuentes. Wow. I mean, I know that there's a lot. There's so many wonderful people in this world, no, and that no- I love so much.
4: Yeah.
5: But I, I. I loved the way my father's mind thought and uh, the way he handled every situation that was in front of him. Uh, everything that I learned from that man was, you know, the understanding, the patience, the, the integrity, um, every, every quality that he had. I, and the strength and to be able to accept things that you can't change. I believe that, um, I would say that, that I would pick my father, Carlos Fuente. Wow. I, I'm inspired every day of my life when I get up to be able to be the best person I can be because he taught us that. But there's so many wonderful people in this world and I love them
0: all. Oh,
5: yeah. I, I would say. And then, you know, I mean, I would, um, you know, it's, I remember that uh, towards like when he was older and we were driving to Villa Gonzalez one day where all our uh, tobacco warehouses are. And he looked at me and he goes, wow, Cynthia, like look how beautiful that mountain looks. He goes, we feel, I can feel like I can almost touch it. They were absolutely gorgeous. And I said, dad, you've been looking at those mountains for 25 years or, you know, and he goes, you know, I never really stopped to see the beauty of them. And so I think that I would have changed that so that, that, um, you know, he could have appreciated all the beauty he was so tunneled working all the time. And then he started to enjoy more like, you know, sitting outside in the water and having a cigar and all these things that, um, I would have kind of brought him a little bit down so that he could enjoy all these other things other than working all the time. So, But I, I would pick I would pick Carlos Fuente. Carlos Arturo Fuente.
0: That's a beautiful answer. It really is. That's a great answer. Well, and that was our As the Record Spins question presented, presented by Abu Cigars. Thank you for participating in that, Cynthia. Yeah. Now, before I forget, because I was asked to do a favor by some very special friends of ours, um, Matthew Tobacco. Now, I did not know this until today. Okay. Now, I'm just curious, Paul or Alex, if you knew this. Did you know that Matthew Tobacco—that's actually his real name.
4: I yes. did only because he is, you know, we ship him products as well. So
0: yeah, that's yes. that's his real name. That's yes. his real yes. name.
5: How cool is that?
0: Yes. Yeah, he messaged me this morning, and I'm like, you know, I had a hard time finding your website. And he goes, "Yeah, it's probably because you're spelling tobacco, tobacco." But right. it's my D-A. name is with my name is with an A, not an O. My mother yeah. changed it, caused us a lot of grief at some point. And I'm like. That's your real name? I didn't even know. Yeah.
5: yeah. But I think that's really good.
0: The, Matthew and Nicole and the fine folks at Smoking Tobacco are running a very special fundraiser. I've already right. placed an order. Thank
5: you for mentioning
0: it. Absolutely. I've already placed my order. I'm waiting on my swag to come in. But if you head over to their website, um, which let me make sure it's right, it's smoking. Well, he said too much stuff. Okay. It's www.smoking.com. S-M-O-K-I-N, Tobacco, T-A-B-A-C-C-O.com. If you head over to their site, go to their swag shop. they got a lot of cool things. Um, you make any purchases, they're donating the profits from all their sales towards the Cigar Family Charitable Foundation. They will also be raffling off special items for anyone who's um, contributed. And every item purchased counts as one entry. For the raffle. So they'll have some very exclusive designs, specifically designed for the charity. So head over to smokin'tobacco.com. Paul, if you could post that link somewhere in the chat, it's www.smokein, S-M-O-K-E-I-N, no. S-M-O-K-I-N, sorry. It's wwwsmokein dot com. Head over there and check it out. And since we've talked about this, let's talk about the Cigar Family Charitable Foundation. We talked a little bit about the Great Smoke. In fact, two of the cigars that Carlito Carlito made for that event got auctioned off and that raised uh, $2,800 alone, two cigars. Fantastic. The Great Smoke uh, helped raise altogether that day almost $8,000 for the Cigar Family Charitable thank Foundation.
5: Thank you too. so much. Um, wow.
0: And we know you're very involved. It's, it's you and your family. Carleo, tell us a little bit about the Cigar Family Charitable Foundation. All
5: right. Definitely. Well, thank you very much for the donation from the big smoke, I mean, from the great smoke and for everything you do, honestly, cause I know you've always been involved in our foundation. And I also would like to thank Matthew and John and Nicole. I was fortunate to be on their show a couple of um, Wednesdays ago and uh, they, they do a great job. And so Matthew had expressed to me that there was something that he wanted to do, that he was passionate in his heart. He wanted to help children and he was, he wanted to learn more about the foundation. And I really appreciate them doing this. And, uh, for everybody that supports it, I thank you. Our foundation is a wonderful place, Abe, Alex, and Paul. And I hope that if you haven't had the opportunity to visit, that you will someday. Since the early 2000s, we've had a school there and we started out with, um, pre K to, uh, fifth grade. And then we moved on to have a middle school. Then we moved on to have a high school. Today we have a technical school. So this uh, services like five different regions around our farm, Chateau de la Fuente, where we grow the Fuente Fuente X tobacco. And this school is a very special place. It's acknowledged by the United Nations. And yes, and it touches so many children's hearts. So these children, unfortunately, never had an opportunity to be able to have Um, uh, tomorrow their goal was to be able to perhaps work on the cigar farms their goal was able to um, you know work in in like maybe a grocery store in the neighborhood but never to be able to have an education because there was a small little place that uh, they were able to go to fifth grade I think it is So Eric and Bobby and uh, my brother, Calito, after seeing these children, they used to come up to us, you know, beg us for some money or what have you. And uh, we wanted to make a difference because the Dominican Republic has been so good to us since 1980 that we felt compelled in our hearts to be able to try to, to, to make a difference. So these children, they are able to do martial arts, they're able to do dance, they're able to do different sports. Now, now they're, because a lot of them, like more than 90% are fortunate to go on to college when they graduate, but college isn't for everybody. So now we're able to have a trade school that they can learn a trade. And they know that each and every person, like all of you out there, donating $5, $10 goes so far in in the Dominican. And they know it's because of people like you that they have a tomorrow. And if you go to the Dominican and you see those children, they are just so lit up with happiness. They may not have much at home, but they have their home is like our school. And so naturally we serve them a very good lunch. And a lot of, for those kids, that's their main meal for the day. It's um, a phenomenal place. It has changed children's hearts. This one boy, Nelson Suarez, to me is one of my favorite stories. Abe, like, he always dreamed of being a doctor. But for him, he felt that that would never be able to be, to be a, a reality. Today he is a doctor. He is a neurosurgeon wow. and he's helped. He's helped leading our uh, clinic. We have a small clinic. We have um, a whole eye uh, program that Dr. Gugino from Tampa, Florida has helped us with. Bobby Newman's very involved in that aspect. So we um, we have mission trips. I remember my children and I, every summer, and my nieces, everybody would help out. We would bring both uh, busloads in, and uh, a friend of ours, Dr. McBath, he would service, help All these children and a lot of the people and their parents, a lot of people have the glaucoma and because of the sun is so strong there. So we've been able to change lives and give children a hope for tomorrow. And it's something about Cigar family because the Newmans and the Fuentes undergo all the administration costs, but everything, every dollar is a hundred percent donated to the school which I know there's so many wonderful charities that people can be involved in. But Cigar Family Charitable Foundation is one that please, you know, for everybody tuning in to look into because you know that your dollar is spent 100 percent that's going to help these kids. And they have a future for tomorrow. And it's changed. And I think we've been a platform in different, many different avenues in our business but this um, has also inspired other manufacturers to have schools in different countries to help children. Because there's so many children that don't have a chance for tomorrow. I, I, so this school is a fabulous, fabulous place. And the children, I love them, they're beautiful. And and the, like these kids, we had a graduation a few years back. These kids have been together from pre-K to 12th grade. And they give back. and. What's wonderful about it, a lot of them have gone back now to be teachers, to work in administration, accountants. So it's a beautiful thing, it really is. We're very, very proud of it.
0: It it, without a doubt is a real thing. I just want to clarify, because I think you you kind of glazed it over really quick and I want to make sure everybody out there understands.
5: Okay, yes.
0: Most times when you donate to a charity, all the donation money that gets collected covers the costs of running the charity. Right, which includes people's salaries and whatnot, and then what's left gets donated to the cause. So what Cynthia is saying is the administrative causes of running this organization is handled between the Newman and the Fuente families. So literally 100% of your donation money goes directly to the cause, which you will seldom, if ever, see. Yeah, in it's interest. very rare. It's very rare. So if anybody out there listening wants more information, and Paul, you could type this in there too, it's uh, wwwcf org. so i'll repeat that one more time it's www.cf-cf.org you can get more information about the great work there.
3: and you can donate Thank you through so the site much. Right, i Sophia?
5: appreciate you mentioning it what now
3: paul you you can donate through the site i believe correct absolutely there's,
5: there's... yes yes you can donate through the site and like i say that whatever you're inspired in your heart even 50 dollars goes a long way a long way So it's not about $1, $2, $1,000, $2,000 is being a part of it. And it's true. And and the administration is very expensive. It's very expensive. It costs a lot of money to run that foundation, all foundations. But to know that your money is going directly to those kids for, for that, it means a lot to people. And the beauty of it as well is that. People are able to go and see it. Yeah. If we're di- visiting the Dominican Republic, we we welcome people to be able to go and 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 walk through the school to see for yourself what's being done there. We have a beautiful music department. There's a a, a boy that's uh, been there since he was a very young child, Emilio, and he had become ill. He had some tumors in his brain, and uh, they didn't get. They sent him home to pass. Uh-huh. He had no hope. And my brother Carlos with Dr. Jude Barbera and so forth, we took him to St. Jude hospital and they saved his life. Oh today, today he's like 21 and he helps run the music department. He wasn't able to go on to the university because, because of you know problems that he had, but nevertheless, he's alive, he's doing well. He writes music, he plays guitar. And when you go there, he'll play for everybody. And it's it's just it it's really inspiring. You could so, you know, you should, thank you, uh, thank
0: you know, for uh, obviously, Cynthia. Because you know, look, you've been on now for not that long, and you've shared already. So you should really compile a, a memoir or a book of all these amazing stories. Because I, I I gotta agree. believe there's tons of amazing stories.
5: There are, there are, and I hope that each and every one of you are able to go. To the foundation and into the Dominican, so that you can see our factory, which is incredible, and the chapter de la Fuente. And the, our our farm is like a paradise. It is the birthplace of the dream, truly. And then the school is right by the farm, so there's so much to see. It's a, you know, that sounds like a good idea. I should because there are a lot of wonderful stories that people don't know about.
0: It's a 23 acre complex now, from what I understand. I mean, it's, 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 yes, stories are great. I mean, I'm getting goosebumps just listening to a couple of them. It's like, remember that book they used to have, Chicken Soup for the Soul or whatever? Yes. You really should do a memoir, memoir book of all these amazing stories that have come out of the foundation. I I think it'd be great.
5: Yeah. And they have like, you know, an area that we grow our own honey. And, um, you know, a lot of the vegetables and so forth. So the children are involved in many different aspects and they're happy. They are happy. They know that they have a home away from home.
0: That's beautiful. So I hope everybody out there will check it out, please. www.cf-cf.org. Now, as always, it's about that time. and I know it's probably been a long time since you've talked to this man, Cynthia, but uh, okay. uh, we have our... Uh, field consultant, correspondent, honorary contributor, KMA, uh, future producer, hopefully. Uh, <laughs> it's time to see what's on with The Scoop with Coop.
4: Oh. Hey, that was my theme music.
0: The Scoop with Coop, breaking industry news. Here at first on KMA Talk Radio and cigar-coop.com. Coop. Looks like he's.
3: Yeah, well. Yeah. We'll, we'll. we can probably guess. Here he is. Here's Coop. Uh, hello,
6: uh,
2: yeah,
6: hello, Cynthia. Hello, everybody. Hi. Yeah. No, I, I. can't move setups until my ankle heals. So it's, I'm stuck. I'm stuck here for probably another week at least.
0: You need a little more volume, Coop. Coop. How's
3: every that? Every time you go to your favorite places in the world, the Red Rocks, you end up hurting yourself.
5: Sorry about my dog.
3: Why did I hurt myself last time did, didn't you didn't you hurt your hurt your ankle on the last trip to Vegas
6: no no I didn't hurt my ankle on my last trip this is the first oh. time I've hurt my ankle in like a long time
0: I'm just confusing all your seen
5: the pictures you... on your page I'm so sorry that happened to you
0: yeah um... it... How do you hurt your ankle? You're sitting in a chair doing a podcast.
6: I was thinking the same thing. You, you know, As I was walking. I, say, I was hiking in was New walking, Mexico, right? I was walking. And, and, and it, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm embarrassed to say this. It was when I got off the hiking trail, I tripped on a rock. <laughs> oh,
5: and, my and, word. And, and here's
6: the thing. It's not, Um. you know, when you get to my age, it's, you, you can't shake it off anymore is what I discovered. So, like you I, don't I probably want to
5: fall just... now, that's for sure. No. Right.
6: Right. It so... doesn't heal
5: as easy as when you were a teenager.
6: No, it doesn't. I mean, I broke I broke my leg as a, t- a teenager and it seemed like it healed better. So <laughs> What what is it your is age?
5: Cool. Is
6: my age is 53. Oh,
0: God bless.
5: That's not young. That's yeah, that's looking younger all the time to me, quite honestly. I
6: know. <laughs> you know, I thought I thought I was going to be like going into my 50s and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to tackle this and 50s has been tough. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. Well, darling,
5: wait till you get to 60s. That's a whole different thing. Oh, no. Honestly. I mean, yeah. I remember when my father turned 60, we thought he was ancient. We're like, oh, my God, we have to give him like a special party. We flew all these people in from all over. And it's like now I'm looking back at it. It's like he was still so young. He had 20-something strong years ahead of him. So that's why I'm. Isn't I'm, I'm going to
0: think that way. Isn't it crazy when you were young and you, you know, you're like, oh, that person's sixty. Oh God, man, they're so old. Like, you're a kid, like, fifty and sixty year olds, like in your mind, was like, I'm Gosh. walkers, and like we're, yeah. 50 now. like, holy cow. My,
6: my dad, until he was seventy five, really, you would think he was in his fifties. I mean, he was just yeah. when he hit seventy five, that's when things got rougher for him. But yeah.
0: Yeah, I know. Holy I noticed God. Alex and I. are and I.
3: Yeah.
5: Are <laughs> yeah, because you're still so young, which is good. Enjoy okay. it. Yeah, it
0: all in. You guys are at the age where the stuff starts breaking down now. Right. That's where it starts to begin.
4: Yeah, I get it. No, it starts and, and, and the, the fat doesn't shed off quite right as quickly now. as it used to. You can't I, lose weight as fast. Yeah. No. no for I did. Sure. I did qualify time.
6: for. I did qualify for a COVID vaccine. So that's that's the good news. It is. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that means you'll be on the road soon. I'll be on the road right after that. Yep. Right after they uh, say you're vaccinated completely. Yep. I guess I got to get two doses or something. I don't That's know. That's like the
5: work. new thing now. Like, I, I think about people that are dating, and it's like, you know, you got to make sure, like, they don't have anything or whatever. They're clear. Now it's like, well, can you bring your, uh, that you're negative in COVID or you got your vaccine? <laughs> I mean, who would have thought that we were going to be thinking like that? Yeah. Now it's like, okay, I have my vaccines. I'm good.
6: Cynthia, it's true, though. I have two sons who are actively dating, and it's been—I'd say they—they like, they say it's slow. It's the word they told me.
5: <laughs> it's got yeah, to be challenging to be dating right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
6: yeah. I'm, I'm
5: happy that I've that I've been dating this guy for a couple of years, and it's been really nice, especially during the pandemic. You know, yeah. to have somebody to share with.
2: Absolutely. No My better your relationship. Like yours
5: is Abe and Paul and Alex. Like you guys. Oh, still have all your kids in the house and all mine so it's yeah. quite quiet these days it's a little different
0: yeah uh, all right Coop.
6: what's the scoop this week buddy um so there was yes. there was a there was a press release that we published this week that got a lot of attention um it was from the cigars and uh, they issued a cease and desist letter to a uh a group called Provada Cigar Club, who's a subscription mm-hmm. club, and it was over unauthorized sales of their product. Um, we actually printed the press release. Uh, it's been pretty controversial. Um, as far as the legal th- – like, obviously, McAuliffe thinks they have legal grounds on this thing, Um but it's, it's kind of raised the whole question about what it means to be an authorized retailer and what you know what legal rights you have as an authorized retailer versus unauthorized. And it got a lot of attention this week. Let me tell you, it was one of the most read stories I've had in the last two years on the website, and that's including all the PCA drama and everything.
0: Well, what, what's what been the controversy?
6: Well, the controversy is that apparently Provada Cigar Club got some products uh, somehow of McAuliffe's And McAuliffe has a strict brick-and-mortar policy, Um, and, you know, as far as if you're going to put the products online, you've got to be an authorized retailer. Um, I I guess they offered to meet with Provada Cigar Club. Uh, That didn't work out, and uh, when they couldn't come to an agreement to meet with them um, or talk to them, they they issued the letter, uh, the cease and desist
0: letter. Wow. Well, you know, one thing I can tell you about being 25 years in this industry, and Cynthia could probably, you know, share with where I'm coming from you know there's the right way and there's the wrong way to do things and you know people who build brands you know especially when you got you know generations of families into it working it I've always kind of built my company on respecting the wishes of the people whose name bears the product you know and you know I don't think McAuliffe has any legal ground I'm I'm not sure it, it's, it's a gray area at best but You know, trans-shipping has always been uh, an issue in this industry. We all know it. Um, Guys who can't get access for whatever reasons um, will find other ways to get their product and then do as they wish. And, you know, look, that's the way you go about it. I know my company's flourished because I've had the support of all the wonderful manufacturers that we've built relationships and dealt with in 25 years. And if your path to success is to not care about that and do whatever it is I just don't think it's gonna be an easy path for you I mean that's not the first transship product that's just the first manufacturer who had a press release I know for a fact because Steve Saka was in our whereby channel um, a couple of weeks ago how he was selling all his stuff at 50% off and he's not an author he doesn't get any of his product from Steve Saka but he you know Steve Saka didn't want to open him up didn't, you know the, the, the right. business models didn't work and his response to it was to go get more product from somebody and sell it however he wanted it. So you know, I, I, I don't know if making a press release is the way to go. I mean, I think I think most of the consumers are intelligent enough to read things and see how they go, but it'll, it'll be interesting to see, I, I don't see this as really going to court. I think I think it was a public press release for to voice an opinion and I, I, I don't th- I, you think this is gonna actually go through to a court.
6: I don't think it will go through a court, but it's not – this is not unusual to put out a press release uh, with cease and desist letters. It does happen in other industries. Uh, Just even like any time an attorney general issues a cease and desist, there's a press release that goes with it. It's happened before. It's the first time it's happened in the cigar industry. Um, McAuliffe, when I, I talked to about this, you know they they made a like they, they had a they they were struggling with some of their brick and mortars about eighteen months ago. So they made some pretty hard promises that they were going to protect them, and they felt that this is something that could violate that trust they were starting to build back with with their retailers. So they felt they had to take action and let their community know that this was going on.
0: Well, that that's me. That's, that's a problem with 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 a lot of um... yeah yeah. That's not a problem. It's a concern with a lot of manufacturers because, look, look, people think like we're sometimes my company is yeah. like huge, like, you know, some of these, you know, big right. 280,000 square foot. We're, we're not. I mean, you've seen the operation where we run out of coop yep. So, you know, sometimes we're not, if there's a price increase that comes on board, we're not on the ball to say, okay, man, we remember to change the price on the web. And I'll get notices from manufacturers. um you are below your map pricing. Please raise, and we, yeah, you know, we adhere, because at the end of the day, look, just like my company, my logos, my brand stuff that we create, we want to protect it, you know, which is really funny because I don't understand anybody who doesn't want to respect another company's. I agree. Right, yeah. but if you infringe on them, they're the first ones to have a problem with it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so you know, I mean, it's just a complete lack of respect, and I think. Um, I, I, don't think it's good media. I mean, it, some people say, Oh, bad media is good media. Bad press is good press, but you know, sometimes mm-hmm. bad press isn't good press, you know, and I, I I've long, you know, and like I said, I, I've been blessed to have a mentor like South Fontana who showed yep. me all the ropes and the yep. do's, and the don'ts early on in my career. And I've always paid homage and respect to that. And I think that's why we're able, we're able to do things like the digital great smoke we just have. Yep. Because I guarantee you. And, Cynthia, you can you can concur when I win this statement. 50% of the manufacturers who supported the event had no clue what I was doing. Right. They didn't have any idea what the final product, no matter, even if I tried explaining it to them, it's hard to envision because no one's done it before. But because of our relationship and the 25 years and my reputation – they just supported the event. They, right? they trusted you. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. They, they trusted, trusted me to do yeah. the right thing and they the you would. Yeah, and that's yeah. how you get places in this industry. So that'll be interesting to see how that rolls out.
6: What yeah. else you got going on, Coop? Um a couple of smaller announcements, but uh our friend Kevin Schweitzer uh, from Vintage Rockefeller Cigar Group, he, uh, he has a cigar called Art of Magic that's about to hit the stores. Now, Kevin was a guest on KMA, and one thing I learned about Kevin on KMA is he was a, a magician. Uh, yeah. so he's really into magic. Wow. So so he started um, working on a project with uh, Aganarsa Leaf. Uh, it 's the first time he started working with that factory, and he called it Art of Magic mm-hmm. and uh, that cigar is expected to, to reach retailers in the next week uh, to using if you're interested in the blend it 's a San Andreas Maduro over aganorsa grown uh, Nicaraguan tobaccos and it 's going to be a limited release of six uh, two hundred ten count boxes and a six by fifty two Toro two hundred so, uh, only yeah it 's a small release I, I thought it was a little yes. bigger.
0: I, is that going to one retailer or is he spreading that around? Right. He's, spreading it, he's spreading it around. Yeah. He's spreading yeah, it around. I mean, wow. wow. But yeah. I also understand that Jesse Flores made some art to go with this. Or I saw something. Yeah.
6: yeah Jesse did the art for it. Jesse did yeah. the art on the, on the packaging.
3: So interesting. Good. Yeah. Good for it's him. really cool. I get, when I saw him, when I was up on long Island for those four months, uh, this past year, I, I popped in, he, he hangs out at the Huntington humidor, which was my spot when I lived up there. And, um, he, uh, he said, he, he told me all about the cigar. He showed me the artwork. And then he said, uh, I have them with me. I was like, oh my God, I'd love to smoke one. He's like, no, I can't give you one. <laughs> <laughs> I, you I get did get to smoke.
5: To around.
3: Exactly. That's what he said. But yeah. I did get to smoke a couple of his cigars that night. And, and it was the first time, honestly, that I had tried his cigars and they were very good.
0: Now, see, there's, there's always a moment where a story could have become like epic. See, what would have been really cool was if he handed you the cigar, but then made it disappear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <Like>, handed <laughs> exactly.
5: it to you,
6: magic. magic. To yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. I really would have made that story exactly, well, exactly. exactly. Yep. What else you got going on, Coop?
6: Um, one other story, and this one probably hits a little closer to home. Uh new cigar dojo collaboration was announced yesterday oh. uh, with the, with the folks at Protocol Cigar. It's called the Protocol Taser. And it's, uh, it's named after the, uh, the taser, um, an actual t- police taser. Um, oh, and what's really, what's really cool about this cigar is they made the cap. On the cap, they're using a double rubido cap. Uh, so it's got two like mini pigtails that represent Whoa. the electrodes of a taser on that thing. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yep. And that's going to be an exclusive uh, sold through Smoke Inn. And I heard there's going to be a big party, Abe, you're going to be throwing
0: on the 26th. Well, I don't know if it's gonna be a big party. Um, I think the the virtual sale will start, I believe, at twelve noon for anyone who is in the Dojo verse. They're gonna put up a special link in the Dojo verse, the Dojo website. So, um, if if you haven't been involved, they're great guys. You Should follow them. Check out. Yes, their,
5: they are.
0: Subscribe Definitely. to the emails, and you'll get a link. The sale will go there's. 500 bundles. I believe the sale will start at 12. Through the Dojo version at 12:30, we will make it public to everybody, and um, and then there's going to be an event that night. Um, the guys from uh, Cigar Dojo will be here. I think Juan Cancel will be here, and that's uh, great. Yeah, I mean, I think there'll be a bunch of locals here, and, and, and people who Dojo fans will come out. But you know, you know, it, it, like we had some good TGS uh gatherings here during last weekend but it's not to the level of like how it normally be so right people are going out but there's still people who are still cautious and you know i don't think it'd be a there's a cigar there it is look at that yep i just hope those two prongs survive shipping right yeah i I was gonna ask depends how they pack in the cello Interesting. yep
5: Hopefully
6: they do. They do, yeah. I mean, that could be very delicate, um, but we'll see. They, I know Eric's done some, some. Uh, you know, he's had some challenge, not challenges, but he's risen to the challenge on some of the things he's done in the past.
3: Well, him. you know what? He did the what was the cigar, the the Rasta with all the dread. the dreads on it. The oh, dread, the dread, dread.
6: The dread. dread. The reggae, the reggae. Dread, yeah. yeah, I
3: thought
6: that was cool. Yeah, yeah it was. those
0: those survived. Yep. yep. Anything else going on? cool?
6: Uh, just uh so one note from Espinosa Cigars. Over the uh, last weekend uh a gentleman by the name of Humberto Garcia, better known as Machito, uh he was a key figure in the establishment of Eric's Lazona factory. Um and you know, he's a guy who came from Cuba, then went to Nicaragua. Uh he passed away um this past weekend. So uh oh, thoughts and
0: prayers sorry. with everyone at Lazona there. Um I know they thought the world of him. Yeah. Very sorry. I saw that, too. I don't know what camera you're using, Coop, but you're looking crystal clear today.
5: You do. You look fantastic.
0: We have some new lighting that was put in uh,
6: in the last week for my son, so we'll see how that works. Good.
5: The yeah, lighting yeah. makes a huge difference.
6: We had, yeah, I had the lighting improved. Yep, I, uh, my son readjusted some lighting. We're and, learning
5: uh, as we go along.
6: You know, like I said, I, I'm the content guy. When it comes to this other stuff, it's a little, it's, it's. We, I've had some, you know, it's not easy, as you know. Son, Everybody yeah.
5: needs their great producers.
6: Yeah, yep, exactly. Well, we got one. We're, we, we're still looking for can't one. Oh, no, Paul, we're producer. happy with
0: you. We're happy with you. <laughs> lighting. It takes
5: out? a team. It takes a team.
2: Yeah. Oh.
0: Lighting helps, Coop, but it's also yeah. our problem. If you yeah. look about right here, yeah, I mean. yeah. yeah. we get that's that. why I wear a hat. Yeah, we get that glare. Ah. We need to get the makeup girl in here. Yeah,
3: listen, I will say this since we're talking about this, and maybe Alex won't say it live on air, but he one when I went through with him because we had to do it last minute on like Thursday night or Friday, I don't remember to like how I run the show. So I do all the production elements while we're doing the show, and Alex even took a step back and he's like holy crap, you do this all while still paying attention to the show. Alex, oh, would, you, would you like to chime in? or?
4: No. <laughs> no. It is. It does take, I mean, it's a lot. It's a lot to it's do with this yeah. and try and be engaged in a conversation. So yeah. Paul gets, I've got to give Paul credit for that. You know, uh, actually, <laughs> you
6: know
4: we got to throw him a bone once in a while. Uh, listen,
6: it's I good. wouldn't want to do it.
4: <laughs>
5: well, you You guys do a great job. Abe, your show is phenomenal every Saturday morning. William Coop, you do fantastic. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I mean, Eric from Cigar Dojo, Matthew, smoking tobacco. And I've had the honor to be able to meet so many people. I, Of course, I want to mention Jose Blanco because he knows everybody Mm -hmm. in the industry. So during these times this last past year, I mean, we haven't stood back and we have been in it to win it. And Jose has introduced me to so many People and I'm so grateful to have met because we meet people from all over the world, always traveling and all our events. But this is a, just a whole different aspect of it. And I'm grateful that no one has sat back this past year and we've, we've made it happen. And it's, if you have the desire and you're hungry for it, you are. So I congratulate you. And I've noticed that when I have done these podcasts, which I've been so honored to do that the producer is important. I mean, you. there's so many elements that go into it before the show goes live. So, no. we appreciate you.
0: No, he, he is important. He's just the best that we can afford. That's all. I would say he's not important.
5: And you're nice on the eyes, too,
0: Alex. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Oh, Alex mm-hmm. got a fan club. Ah. Yeah. Um, I'll take it. Listen it's, listen, it's those blue eyes. You throw those blue eyes on anybody, all of a sudden they look all oh, fantastic. Thanks, Abe. They're green, but I'll take the compliment. <laughs> <laughs>
5: they're light. They're light. I'm, I'm a no sucker supposed,
4: for light eyes. You're not supposed to notice the You're not supposed to notice. Yes, I agree.
3: I agree. <laughs> All right, we're we're gonna jump into our next segment. I hope you boys are ready for. Hey, wait, 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 Coop, what you got oh. coming up this
0: week? Oh yeah, Coop. Sorry.
6: Uh, yeah. So this week, um, we're gonna be getting back more into a a bigger review cycle. I think we're gonna be re- another. We're gonna be reviewing Echon Espinosa's Scar to Warhead Six. So that will be coming up. Guest wise. Uh, we have a guy by the name of Jeff Amendola from Amendola Cigar mm-hmm. Company who's going to be our guest. Uh, we're also on our jukebox show on Monday. We're doing our oh, uh, tribute. To, uh, well, you know, like this one, we're doing a tribute to uh, women in music for International oh, Women's wow.
5: Fantastic. Which day is that? Monday. Oh, I want to make Ooh. sure to tune in. Yeah, but that's the grand finale of the Bachelorette, so I'm going to have to make sure that. <laughs> well, you, that well,
6: you with pre you can always watch the recording afterwards. So yes, <laughs> we yeah. actually pre record that show, so
0: we're actually oh, pre recording oh, oh, it tonight.
5: Excellent! I love your music shows; they're fantastic. Thank you.
0: I need to clarify. Should she watch the recording of The Bachelorette or the recording? I know. Of- no, she can
6: watch the recording of us because we actually pre-record <laughs> the show to begin with. So we're just going to release it. We have to do a few extra production things with that show. is why we, It's a little tough to do that one live. So.
3: And uh, and The Bachelorette. I'm sorry, I'm There's going to be so sorry, much Bachel- media after it that you're, you're going to have too many spoilers surrounding you on social media. I don't want media. to. That's
5: why I need to watch it live because if yeah. I go on Instagram right away, I don't want to know. Right. So he picks. I mean, I know it's silly, but my daughters and I get together and my son in law, we all love it. We That's make a great. party out of it.
0: Good for you. Good for you. That's great. All right. Now it's set time. All right.
4: All right. Coming in at number six of our all time greatest boxers countdown. Harry Greb, for me. Um, Harry Greb is probably an unknown to most, but if you start looking at any uh, greatest boxers list, he lands high on every single one of them. Um, Harry Greb fought the best of the best in his era. He was a middleweight who would often fight light heavyweights and heavyweights and win. Um, He was the only man to defeat Gene Tunney and also beat another all-time great Mickey Walker. I mean, this is a guy who had a hundred knockouts and a hundred official, a hundred and four official fights, and he also fought like two hundred what were called newspaper fights. And uh, shockingly enough, he did all of this while while mostly blind in one eye. Cool, you're muted. Oh, you're muted.
6: Sorry about that. I thought I unmuted. Uh, I'm going with Manny Pacquiao. This is a little bit of a controversial pick. Um, and, but here's the thing Manny Pacquiao is the definition of a pound for pound boxer. Started out as a flyweight. He held titles in eight different divisions, all the way up to light middleweight. Um, if you look at those, those titles that he had, five of them are lineal, meaning he was like the lineal kind of champion in there. He's, he's uh, fought a lot of big names during that time. Held world titles in four decades, nineties, two thousands, two thousand tens and two thousand twenties. Um and to me, uh one of the all time greats.
4: Fair enough. I, I would debate I would debate that one, but uh you know, I can't really argue it. You know, he, he deserves his credit for sure. A little high for me,
6: for my yep. case, for true. Sure. I mean, Harry Grab was a great was a great pick. Uh it's just a name people don't know but Right. Every a lot of a lot. Of, I haven't ever actually seen a lot of film of him fight. Um, but you know he is the guy who beat Tunney. Uh, which is you know.
4: Yeah, big, Harry Graves one of those guys where you just gotta you gotta go with the historians because there's not a lot of film. But yeah, uh, you know if you start looking at lists and you know respected people's lists, Bert Sugars and guys like that. I mean, you know
0: he lands on literally everybody's list. Well, yep. There that you is. have it. You're at the halfway point of your top ten boxers of all time. So we'll see. Uh, what the next five springs and there's there's your synopsis so far not a lot of duplicates looking at that so
6: no I, I,
3: and i i actually don't know harry greb at all it's not a name it's the only name on there that i haven't recognized yet
6: he, he is probably yeah alex and i were talking about that one he, he definitely is but he shows up on all the lists, um, all the lists.
0: yeah now i, uh, I, I want to ask both of you a question just for my sake have you already made your top 10 Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. So, so, seeing seeing the other guys' choices can won't influence your results. No, no, we
4: actually we share the our choice in the middle of the week, um, just so I can get the pictures ready. But, uh, and we haven't discussed our entire list. Like I don't, I don't know. I won't know Coops yeah. number five or four until. Oh, oh, okay. I, I misunderstood.
3: So you don't know his top. 10. No, we no, we didn't I don't know his the top, week top 10. before
4: okay. But we do have the uh, the feeling that as we get closer, a lot of our picks will
6: probably match up. I think our top top two will match. Maybe definitely, but, definitely. But maybe the top four will be in different order.
0: Probably, but yeah, but yeah. It'll be interesting. All right, there's the top ten. And there you have the tale of the tape for this week. Uh, Now it's time to see uh, who in the world belongs in a cigar insane asylum. Hold on, i got to get used to doing this. Here we go.
3: Welcome to
0: the Cigar Asylum. Did you know I'm utterly insane?
2: We all go a little mad sometimes.
0: Where logic and reason cease to exist. Background music has to be allowed uh, out one of the creepiest intros. Yeah, I, uh, I agree. And the picture, I, yeah. I vote oh, that change. is great The picture is perfect. You all do
5: a phenomenal job. <laughs> Serious. Thank,
0: Thank you. Okay, this week's inductee needs to work on his scheduling. This day and age, it's not abnormal to do many of life's once in person events via video conference, as we're doing now, even traffic court. As we see in today's story, is done virtually in many parts of the country, especially during the pandemic. However, this California surgeon took it to the extreme. Amid the words words, and bleeps of medical machinery, the sounds of suction, and the bright glow of surgical lamps, Dr. Scott Green appeared before the Sacramento Superior Court Commissioner, Gary Link's virtual courtroom, in his surgical scrubs, ready to proceed with court while a patient was undergoing surgery out of view. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Hello, Mr. Green, are you available for trial? Asked the clerk. If it looks like you're in the operating room. Well, he was, and he insisted on going in trial when the judge questioned the safety of the patient during the proceedings. The doctor insisted he could continue and said there was another surgeon working beside him, and then the patient would be fine. However, the judge was not amused, forced the doctor to reschedule to a date in March, that hopefully wouldn't correspond with an active surgical procedure. Hopefully, whatever that plastic surgeon was working on, <laughs> that person came out looking hopefully fine. Congratulations, Dr. Green. You are this week's inductee. To this
3: insane-
0: so we have a short. We have a short clip of it. You want to see it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Play
3: it.
2: Well, so unless I'm mistaken, I'm seeing a defendant that's in the middle of an operating room, appearing to be actively engaged in providing services to a patient. Is that correct, Mr. Green? Yes, sir. Or what I sh- should I say, Dr. Green, but I don't know that. Okay, that's so, okay. Um, I do not feel comfortable uh, for the welfare of a patient if you're in the process of operating that I would put on a trial, notwithstanding the fact that the officer's here today. What's, sure, I have uh, another I have another surgeon right here who's doing the surgery with me, so I can stand here and allow them to do the surgery also. Not at all. I'm, I I. don't think so. I don't think that's appropriate. I think we're going to have, I'm going to come up with a different date when you're not actively involved or participating in attending to the needs of a patient. Um, let me see if I can get a different date here.
3: Wow. <laughs> you know, I mean, for a doctor, he wasn't
4: really thinking on his toes. All he had to do was throw in a quick green screen in the background or something. Yeah. You know, and he could have got away with it. Because he didn't even try.
2: No, no.
0: He, I think he wanted to judge. Yeah,
4: out. maybe he figured, out. Oh, I'm a doctor. You know, get me some points.
0: Oh, I, Make I, love, I love the fact. Well, should I say doctor? But I really don't know if you're a doctor. Yeah, he's doing some black market surgery, you know, in, in, in a garage somewhere. That was a great line. I mean, <laughs> i'm a multitasker but that was a little you know powerful. that's a lot yeah that's a little next level right there so yeah that, you know there's a first for everything so that was without a doubt the that was a first that was a first so cynthia we really appreciate you taking the time oh. coming on kma talk radio um i know our fans are saying we have a little time but you know we talked about family earlier earlier my middle daughter in fact i didn't just it's my middle daughter but it's our first child actually has a competition a first competition ever today she has her first tennis tournament so
5: congratulations um, yeah
0: we're excited it's it's the first time it's a us that's great USTA tournament so she'll get start getting scored and we'll see how she holds up against some other 12 year olds today so it should be uh
5: wish her all the luck
0: it should be very (laughs) busy day but all uh, your
5: days are busy
0: well, listen, I, it's okay because I'm seldom bored. Yeah, I'm that's seldom great. bored. But thank you so much. It was an thank honor. You. It was a pleasure to catch yeah. up, talk about some history. Uh, hopefully we brought a little more awareness to you, the wonderful foundation you guys do and the great work you guys do in the D- DR. And uh, hopefully uh, it won't be that long before we can have you on again.
5: Absolutely. I appreciate it. It was my pleasure. It was a beautiful way to start my Saturday morning. And you, you all do such a great job. I really appreciate the invitation and thank you very much. Thank you, William, too, for everything you. you do as well. Thank
6: you as well. Thank
5: no, you it as was well. fun. I, I, I appreciate it. I was so honored when Alan told me that you wanted me to join today. So thank you. Thank you. And long. again, yeah. congratulations you. to the phenomenal job with the great smoke. And great. we look forward to your next event. Hopefully it'll be virtual but if i mean hopefully it'll be in person but if it's not i know you're gonna rock it out of the park again virtually
0: actually we you know for us it's always what how do we keep evolving so next year will be another first we're going to take the physical if 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 the world permits it we're ready for it we plan on having the live event that we've had and we're going to hybrid it with a simultaneous virtually run event so um, Beautiful. That gives
5: was, an opportunity to people all over right. the United States or yeah. what have you that cannot be there in person. So that gives them an opportunity to be involved. So I think that's wonderful.
0: We were very moved. We were very moved by a lot of emails from a lot of people who said that this was the first time ever that they could participate in an event like this because they can't get off of work normally to go or they can't afford to really travel and no one does it near them. So um we, we've actually come up with an already great way in how we're going to do it. Now it's just we start That's working on it and put it all together. So we look forward to it already. Coop, as always, thank you very much. Thank please you. Follow, if you don't follow I'm my man Coop, please follow him. William Coop. Yes. William Coop. Thank you. He's the man. Next week, he's back. The man himself, Lou Rothman. Ooh, oh, wow. I can't wait. Oh, wow. really? Lou Rothman will be on wow. next he
5: fantastic is
0: he is back in florida always amazing oh, stories that i'll be hear. tuning in um typically he comes in the studio so i think this is gonna be the first time we're gonna have him uh zoom in so that'll be interesting paul for you to <laughs> if uh, Luke see uh, get. it'll be a busy week it'll, it'll be, be a busy week he, i
4: mean he's hung out in our whereby chat before so we know he's capable yeah
0: that's right he has been in our he's whereby on, you know he's that's okay right. That's right. So you'll rock with me next Thank week. In the meantime, everybody have a great weekend. Thank Be safe. You. Enjoy yourself. Smoke Thank you
5: again, John.
0: Thank you. It was Thank my
5: pleasure. Myself. Thank you. Have a beautiful weekend. You too. Enjoy your families.